golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the one, the only, best caddy on the planet, Rich B. I'm not feeling, I'm feeling a little chilly tonight. Ice bucket challenge coming up at 7 o'clock. Holly, you're But Rich B, me. you're sweating. You're Holly. just sweating, Holly. dude. I just don't want to do this. Ice, oh. ice, baby. Nah. Sam Sneeds. No, no bueno. Tea time, 7.15, and all your homies are coming, Rich B. <laughs> They're not going to let you back out of this. And wait till you see the giant bucket Holly G brought to dump on your head. Oh, goodness. Yeah, oh. I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> so for all our listeners out there, uh, you heard us talking about it last week, 715 over at Sam Sneed's Maitland Boulevard next to the RDV. You just hop off I-4 at Maitland, head west, and it's uh, up two stoplights on the right. So come join us and hang out. We're going to have some fun, raise some money for ALS, and... Um, Maybe have a few adult beverages. And you can show up early if you want because happy hour is till 7 o'clock. So we got uh, we got a lot of fun going on. And um, speaking of fun, Rich B, um, I played in a really fun tournament on Saturday over at Venetian Bay Golf Club in New Smyrna. A little fundraising event for the University Titans High School Athletic Boosters. Uh, over there, and um, oh my God, we had such a blast, sponsored by Cog and Delan Honda, and uh, we shot 17 under, Rich B. I had the A game going. Oh my, you know, is this uh, another pat on the back for Holly G? Come no, on, Holly, you know I've been on the IR most of the you know year, and then I've got these fabulous new custom-fitted clubs from TaylorMade, and uh, I'm telling you, I, um, I had it going. Natural, Natural Eagle, we had... Three eagles in our group, actually, and we finished third. Rich B, we got smoked by another team, twenty-one <laughs> under. Uh, Mark Doucette, if you're listening, um, they had get this four deuces from the fairway. That's pretty strong. Knocking it in from the fairway. Knocking These guys it in must from be the really, fairway. Really, really good. Yeah, I, I think they were, uh, they were pretty hot. But we had this was a fun, fun event, and uh, thanks so much for for the guys out there who organized it. But they, they did some cool stuff. They had um, basically the rule was uh, have fun with par. So par or better was it. You had to score birdies and, and eagles. But somehow some team who got the, you know, worst score trophy managed to score 82, even with par being your friend. So somebody there was lacking a calculator. I'm not sure. Yeah, but... maybe they added a couple extra holes at the end. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, we got to take this call from Kevin Sternett, my buddy from 
Coggin Delan Honda, who organized our team. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Holly. How are you? Great. Uh, just uh, raving hey, about the fun we had on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. That was probably the best round of golf I've ever experienced. And uh, one of the best I think I've played in a while. Was I was I not rolling them in with uh, that new putter of mine? Well, you were the A player of the group, I will have to admit. I don't know if uh, Holly's patted herself on the back or not yet, Rich. Oh, no, uh, Rich is already, uh, he's, he's, you know. Hey, I've been on the IR for so long. I got I got to give a little back to him, you know. Well, that's true. I wish Rich could have been there. You could have played with us. You would have seen Holly G, the Holly G, making her very own eagle on a par five. You know, Holly from the Red Tees is a bit of a handful, you know, and then when she plays good, it's really a handful because I got to hear about it hole by hole. I had to hear it all 18 today. Well, my boss, Jay Golston, when he was putting this uh, over at Coggin Deland Honda, when he was putting this team together, the first person he said was call Holly G. He had already heard the rumors of how good she was. <laughs> so we get her up. We probably we started on the 12th hole. We were probably on the 17th hole. It's a long par five. She hits her drive down the middle. Obviously, she's, we're going to take her every time. She goes first and hits this three wood, I mean, on a rope, like straight arrow, Janeiro, right at the hole. It hits right in front of the green, takes this huge bounce up in the air, and then we never see it. And we thought it went in, there. didn't we, Kevin? I, we did. We, we honestly did. We all hit our shots. They were marginal to not so marginal. We get up there, and she's like, I don't know, five, six feet. We get behind the ball, and she's like, okay, you guys go ahead and go. We're like, no, 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 no. This is your very own eagle. She's like, no, I can't do it. She steps up there with 100% confidence, like she, like she was Hunter Mayhan trying to make a putt to win a championship and get on the Ryder Cup. This thing curls in right to left, drops in the bottom of the cup, and I swear we never heard the end of it the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, so wrong. Ah. That's so wrong. <laughs> but I did do a little uh, celebration dance to some Rick James, didn't I, Kevin? Oh, there was a Holly G dance in the mix, yeah. We had we had some serious tunes going. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if Kevin. If wants to see that, I, w- I am on my way to Sam Sneed's right now for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. That's right. And, and it was. We'll be showing the Holly G Super Dance. It oh, was, man. uh, it, and it was Ke- Kevin's son, Jacob, who actually nominated me. So Jacob's going to be there as well. And, uh, everybody's welcome to come out. <clears throat> we will be there about 7.15 and, um, looking forward to it. And we will see you there, Kevin. All right. I will see you guys there. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Thanks Thank so much. You. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Chris Kirk, Rich B. Jeff Ogilvie, has he gotten hot or what? He's uh, found a putter to, that uh, you can make putts with. You're always going to do well if you've got a putter going. And um, we had a couple other. Billy Horschel uh, just mentioned it on Shot Doctor's show. Thought Billy maybe. He, he sort of had the teeth out there. Um, you know, he's he's a grinder. You don't want to get in the ring with him. But, uh, man, that shot on 18. Pressure. Under pressure. You know, it, how about the Kirk's swing? His golf swing is obviously looks like like he's slicing butter. You know, it's he even stops. He's got a little pause at the top. This is a golf swing that you just don't see every day. You know, and nobody's going to be teaching that kind of thing. You know, it's not in anybody's methodology. Now, 
and he's a Georgia Bulldog. So this guy, you know, these guys, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, are uh, really having a great year on the PGA Tour. Yeah, they sure are. And um, we have got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to be chatting about Tom Watson's Ryder Cup picks and uh, a lot more with Bob Herrick from ESPN coming up next. Stay with us and Ice Bucket Challenge. Call now for a Sam Sneed's gift certificate. We're going to give one away. You can pick it up tonight if you come uh, see us dump that ice. 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255. Caller number five. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Blues, struggler's back, blues. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the There Was a by 4 And we are powered tonight. By Fields BMW. Of course, it's the eve of the BMW Championship, the third leg of the FedEx playoffs. And um, Fields BMW has been a longtime partner of ours, Rich B. And they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. And, uh, dude, we, we got the golden ticket to their big celebration Friday night. It's like night. the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. This is gold here. This is oh, no, this is silver. This is silver here this little invitation. Well, I want the gold. Hey, it's the 25th anniversary, so hey, stop by. Fields has all kinds of stuff going on and uh great deals on uh if you know, you can hey, get deals on BMW. What are you what are you talk driving? To me and you. I mean, you what, know. What are you driving? You know what I'm driving. Nice. X1, BMW X1, the mini SUV. Yeah, because we we love Fields. So um, go check it out. And thank you, John Mancioni over there, um, Fields BMW, driving us home on the fairways of I-4 tonight on the eve of the BMW Championship. And uh, Rich B., we're not going to waste any time here. We're going to go straight to Bob Herrig, also uh, in the house with us. I forgot. Jeff Shane from PGA Tour just came in because he's going to watch the Ice Bucket Challenge. He's my designated uh, Ice Bucket Challenge guy. I'm going to send in Jeff instead of me. Ice Bucket Challenge tee off, 715. Come join us, Sam Sneed's Tavern. And uh, I know somebody out there is going to want to dump a bucket of water on you, Rich B., along with me. No. No, no. No, I don't know about your plan, Holly. It's going to go awry here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go. I am not s- on the alternate list. You, the oh. DH. <laughs> and uh, we know we know Bob Harry isn't because that's why he stays on the road. So nobody, nobody can nominate him. We're going to go straight to Bob at Cherry Hills in beautiful Colorado. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Could you handle Good. all that ping pong going on over here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. It's beautiful out here, though. Very, very nice place to be. What's the weather? Is it going to be nice? Uh, looked, I think the forecast I saw, temperatures in the 70s, uh, no yeah. no real weather coming in, no snow? It's very hot today, but um, it's supposed to uh, uh, cool off a little bit and I think be real pleasant. I think there's a chance of rain. That would obviously make things a lot more interesting uh, if, if it was because the golf course is, is fairly fairly short by today's standards and when you've got the mile high air the ball travels forever so uh you know we'll see we'll see how it goes it uh 
but it should be fun. It's nice when they come back, when they go to a place different and obviously one with a lot of history. Well, let's uh, go to the, the big news, of course. Yesterday evening, Tom Watson announcing his captain's picks for the Ryder Cup team. Keegan Bradley, Hunter Mahan, and Webb Simpson, uh, as well as um, the uh, picks for the European team by Paul McGinley. Uh, those were Stephen Gallagher, Ian Poulter, and Lee Westwood. Your your thoughts uh, first on the American picks. Well, I've been going with the stock line, uh, which I'll stick to, is that uh, – um, I don't think he made a wrong any wrong choices, but it's mostly because there were no right choices. It, you know, nobody really stood out and said, "I've got to be picked." I think you could make an, a, a strong argument for the three guys he picked, but you could have also made an argument for some of the guys he didn't. Now, you know, I, I think Keegan was kind of a maybe it would have been a shock if he didn't get picked, given the fact that nobody else has really done much. You know, Keegan hasn't won a tournament in two years. Uh, you know, Hunter Mahan just won, but he hadn't done much all year. Webb hasn't hardly done anything. Uh, but yet, you know, the other guys weren't hitting you over the head saying, God, they, they got to pick me too. And some of this could have had to do with, uh, uh, you know, pairings. I think Webb is a good partner for Bubba. They, they partnered well at the, at the uh, at Medina and, and at the President's Cup. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh it gets fine. I, I don't think it, it hurts to have guys who've been in these events. And if you'd have been picking Chris Kirk or Ryan Moore, Brennan Todd, those guys have never done this, and especially to go on the road, it's unbelievable uh, how how much different it is. You, it, you almost have to kind of qualify for your first one. Um, and on the European side, you know, I, I think those picks were fine, uh, too. I think that the, the only thing that you could debate would be you know, Luke Donald could have been picked over Lee Westwood. Uh, you know, there's certainly sentiment on his side. Uh, hard, hard to, hard to say either way. But um, uh, if if it would have been Luke, I think he'd have been saying the same thing about Westwood. So, uh, what's interesting is is those guys, the, the least Poulter and Westwood, are the ones who are the most out of form. You know, they have two of the best Ryder Cup records, but yet they've not really done much this year. So, uh, I think uh, I think. The, the, the Europeans are not the overwhelming favorites everybody wants to make them out to be. You know, they've got their their flaws as well. And I think it's going to be a really, really good Ryder Cup. I, I completely agree because I think some of our guys are starting to get hot and this is a, a and are trending trending into the the better their better games right now, which is which is a good thing. I think the the picks have a lot to do with redemption. Uh, uh, you know, two of the three uh, were on the last team. And uh, as a Webb Simpson and um, uh, Keegan Bradley were on the losing end last year, and I think these guys want a little get back. Even Hunter Hunter Mahan had a little accident with a wedge a couple years ago, and he wants to get back and uh, try and rewrite uh, history here and uh, maybe come out on the winning end. There's there's no question that those three guys kind of have that that motivation factor going for them. I mean, Mahan four years ago was in the last match against McDowell. That was excruciating. You know, it came down to him, and uh, you know he he had fought his way back into it, sort of, and then and uh, and then and then GMAC closed him out. But uh, 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 it was tough to be the one out there with the, when the, when the whole world is is 
you know, is cheering around you and you've lost. Uh, and, and both uh, Keegan and Webb lost their singles matches at the Ryder Cup last fall, you know, or uh, two years ago at Medina. Uh, so you're right. The redemption, if that means anything, uh, you know, let's be honest, though. There's a bunch of guys you ought to feel that way. Phil lost his singles match. Jim Furyk lost his singles match. Uh, Bubba lost his singles match at Medina. It was awful. I mean, any, awful. any of those results change, we're, we're talking about a win. You know, so um, anyway, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really good. The Ryder Cup has a way of evening out. Match play has a way of evening things out. And uh, it should be fun. And I think, you know, like many of the players said, including the picks yesterday, um, the Ryder Cup is completely different. It's a different experience to be there. Um, I was at Medina. Uh, it's a different experience for the players, and it is pressure with a capital P, as you could see with what happened on, you know, that Sunday at Medina. And, you know, I think it was Chris uh, Marco who mentioned something on the Golf Channel. He said, you know, if, if you don't think these guys are thinking about it coming down, you know, the playoffs and, uh, you know, wanting to get picked and when they're, tr- you know, trying to, you know, make those shots and play to be on the team. I think for many of them, you know, they want to play to be on the team. And, uh, you know, that the pressure is there all the way around. There's no question. And uh, the fact that it, uh, that it causes this so-called choke level that it does, I think, is an indication of how much it means. You know, it does mean something to these guys. The Americans have been accused of not caring, and I, I don't think there's anything farther than from the truth. They've just not performed. That doesn't mean they don't care. They care. You know, they, they've tried, and, uh, uh, you know, it's been overanalyzed. It's just been really, to me, play better. You know, uh, the last time Jim Furyk lost the last two holes to lose one up, that means going to the 17th tee, he was one ahead. If he ties Sergio Garcia on either hold, on either of the last two holes, he's guaranteed of a half point. Instead, he made bogeys and lost to pars. I mean, Phil got beat by, by you know, uh, some some pretty miraculous stuff from uh, Justin Rose. He was up in his match. Steve Stricker uh, was up and couldn't close out Martin Keimer. It's um, you know, it, it's. It's amazing how it comes down to the end so often, and it's uh, it, like you said, it's just great stuff. And there's no doubt these guys feel the pressure. We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Jeff Shane got a question for Bob. Yeah, you mentioned how tough it is to go on the road, and as somebody who has been on at both home and road Ryder Cups, so to speak, can you kind of elaborate how that is? And do you think that if this was a home Ryder Cup? Would Chris Kirk have gotten onto the team? Yeah, it's a good question. He might have. It might have meant a difference. Um, the difference on the road is, especially for somebody who's never gone through it, is it's very, very unusual to get a missed shot cheered. I think it's it's almost jarring, uh, you know, to miss a putt and have ten thousand people around the green erupt. <laughs> Usually, it's a moan when you miss a putt or a a sigh. Instead, it's rabid cheering and noise all around just before you're about to hit and just after you do. And, you know, shots going into the rough being cheered, it's just different. 
and you got to get used to that. And then, you know, now the golf course isn't anything that they that they wouldn't be used to. It's an American-style course, but, you know, the weather's probably going to be a little dicey. There's a chance it's going to be chilly. I mean, these guys have been playing in warm temperatures for a long time. Now, of course, so is the European team. Uh, but it's something you better you better be able to adapt to. Uh, you better be able to adapt to 50 degrees and, and rain if that's what it is, and that could be what it is in Scotland at the end of September. Bob, um, were you a little bit surprised? Did you think maybe um, Tom might have looked a little more seriously at Chris Kirk given the win and how he just putt lights out? Yeah, um, you know, I, is, even though I say there's no wrong choice, I, I was surprised because you have the perfect out in, hey, look, I picked the two guys who just won, Mahan and Kirk. They just won the playoff events. That's why we extended these picks. And then you go with, with Keegan because he's the fiery guy. I mean, as Watson said, he could be the U.S. version of Ian Poulter. And so I have no problem with that. I think that's good. But I was a little surprised uh, that Kirk didn't get, get chosen, especially since Webb has not been great. Uh, you know, he missed a cut at the British Open and the PGA. I mean, the PGA is typically a, a big litmus test. And, you know, I, you know, he had a decent tournament in Greensboro, but and he was okay last week. But... You know, he wasn't in contention last week, and uh, and, and he's really not done much all year. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he does. But, again, I, you know, I think there was, there was other reasons for that. I think he's a good partner for, for Bubba. He's been in the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup. That helps, uh, having that experience. Uh, and, and, you know, being a good partner for Bubba, I don't think you should underestimate that. I mean, they, you know, they need to have a guy like Bubba play a lot. We need to have somebody that he's comfortable with. So, uh, and and they were pretty good at Medina. So, uh, you know, it's uh, they, I think there was a message to his madness there. Well, there's ten million dollars on the line at the FedEx Cup playoffs, and we're into the uh, third leg here. So let's let's talk about this uh, upcoming weekend. Weekend, um, Jason Day in the mix again, but just seems to be having um, issues on Sunday. Um, how you know who should we have our eye on right now, Bob? And um, you know, obviously these wins catapult these guys up in the FedEx Cup standings. But it seems that um, you you know you got to kind of get in that top five to uh, kind of right. assure your position. Yeah, you want to be in the top five after this week. If you can do that, you allow yourself a chance to to win it without winning. The tour championship, but you also you also assure yourself winning it if you do win. So uh, I actually picked Jason Day this week. I think he's got to break through one of these times. Keeps knocking on the door. One of these days he's going to win. Uh, you know it is a little puzzling as many chances as he's given himself. But I, I cut him a little slack. He was injured a lot of this year. Uh, missed a lot of tournaments. Missed a lot of practice time. Good sign for him that he's got it turned around. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of, as we know, anybody could basically win this week and vault to the top. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is, this is a tough week. They, just two days ago, they were finishing in Boston and then here they are in the pro-am today and starting again tomorrow. I just can't even imagine how far Rory's going to be hitting it in that mountain air. Um, anybody in particular you see this course favoring? Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it, it, it just favors the guy who's, who's 
who's ready to go and refreshed. I, I don't know that the course favors any one style. Certainly, as you mentioned, you know, someone who hits along and can take advantage of the of the air and all that is is, is going to be in good it's going to be in good shape, and it, it suits up nicely for Rory in that regard. Uh, but uh, you know, I think there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's been a guy, bunch of guys playing well. You know, and I think some guys want to step up a little bit here. Jordan Spieth hasn't done much. You know, Ricky Fowler's been hanging around. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. if Zach Johnson, who won this tournament last year when it was in Chicago, a bunch of guys I think that uh, that 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 could be up there and and and, and kind of want to get their game in going in the right direction ahead in the next week. Well, again, uh, there's big. Big money on the line and uh, lots of pressure uh, evident by uh, the shot of Billy Horschel on 18. Couldn't get it done on Sunday. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun stuff and great for golf. And, Bob, as always, we appreciate your time. We'll let you go back to work out there at Cherry Hills. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We're heading to Sam Sneed's Tavern for the Ice Bucket Challenge. Call in now. You can win a gift certificate, 407-916-8255, because we like to give away swag and show up and watch us do the Ice Bucket Challenge. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. Got a big I wallet. love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Powered by Fields BMW, celebrating 25 years in Orlando. And uh, BMW Championship this week and weekend, third leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And, um, hey, Ice Bucket Challenge, 715, Sam Sneeds. Come out and join us. I know you can't wait to see Rich B get that ice bucket dumped on his head. Uh, we're giving away those certificates right now, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, caller number two. Dial away, and uh, we hope to see you over there in, uh, let's see, about 45 minutes, Rich B. I'm so, I'm so excited, I just can't, I can't wait to get there. Your, your, your whole, your whole posse is coming just to hold your feet oh, to the my. fire my friend hey and this is going to be videotaped i guess oh we got all kinds of going out on facebook it's big it's big but uh speaking of big we got one of the best reporters in our business on the line he's so busy i mean he's retired like three times and he's still busier than anybody i know we've got martin capellian past president of the golf writers association of america and uh, longtime columnist for the detroit news as well as the man who covers the Champions Tour for PGATour.com, Barton, so good to have you with us. Uh, I'm trying to retire, Holly and Rich. They just won't let me. I know. I mean, I'm telling you, you're going to be one of those guys, you know, you'll be typing away on that computer uh, as long as you can. And it'll carry me off on my shield. Yes, I know. And you love every minute of it. Well, um, first of all, uh, just Champions Tour, my man Freddie won over the weekend. So, of course, I, you know, my love fest with Freddie continues. 
But um, I want to get your opinion. Of course, uh, we're talking about the Ryder Cup. You cover the Champions Tour. Uh, do you think Bernhard should have been considered? I, I I think he should have been been a possible consideration for the European squad. Am I crazy? Yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, she is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, we're talking, listen, as good as those guys on the Champions Tour still play, as good as they score and as good as they do all those things, let's let's be real here. There's no comparison. I mean, you can take number 100 uh, on the PGA Tour or the European Tour, and they're going to be better. And this is no knock on Longer or, you know, or Freddie Couples, who may have been considered uh, a couple years ago for the American side. It, it's no reflection or no knock on them at all, but it's just a different game. Uh, I mean, if if anybody would try to tell me that Longer would have been a better captain's pick than Stephen Gallagher, for example, there just is no chance. Well, especially uh, being a Scot, that's for darn sure, and he certainly has been uh, playing extremely well. I know you have been to many Ryder Cups, Barton. You've um, also covered Tom Watson for much of his career. So maybe you can give us some um, ideas of uh, what you thought was going through Tom's mind as he was making these final selections. And uh, how do you think he's going to be as a, as a captain? Well, I mean, I think he'll be great as captain. I don't know if that necessarily translates to victory. Uh, I hearken back to uh, the K-Club in Ireland, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you and Rich uh, remember this. Uh, the build-up to the uh, K-Club and the Ryder Cup competition there was that Tom Lehman was the greatest American captain of all time. He did everything right, and he was getting everything just spot on, and... Ian Woosnam was portrayed as the dumbest European captain of all time. So we had, the, on the one hand, the smartest American captain. On the other hand, the dumbest European captain. The you know what the score was? 18-9, or 18.5, 9.5. 9 uh, so this isn't about the captains. I hate to disappoint people who think that this is about Tom Watson uh, or Paul McGinley. Uh, it isn't. It's about the players. It's about the players going out and competing uh, are the Americans the underdog? Of course they are. I mean, there's no question they are. Does that mean they can't win? No, not at all. It means they can win. Uh, but they need they need more than a few people playing really well. I mean, if, if they get great performances from two people, that's not enough. Four, not enough. Six, still not enough. They've got to get eight guys playing some really, really good golf for three days. If they do that, of course they can win. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it's doable, and you know, and, and that's why they compete. But no, I think longer. Uh, again, no reflection on him. Uh, in this case, he would be out of his league. I'm kind of surprised he didn't he didn't make him a uh, uh, an assistant uh, vice captain because I think he I think McGinley uh, now has everybody who's ever played golf on the European tour as a vice captain. He's got five of them, so you know. I'm sure he's going to send people out with every group and uh, and see, but I I think that's a little bit excessive. Five vice captains, I mean, somebody you know somebody's got to make the ultimate decision, not them, him. 
Well, they have to have, uh, you know, enough people if they run out of liquor in the European locker room, you know, as as a runner. So, Which they did at Oakland Hills in 2004. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Yeah. That's right. That was a, that was a great Ryder Cup. Uh, we're talking with well, the it depends, far- on, it depends on how you look, you know, which side you're looking at it from. It wasn't a very good Ryder Cup if, if you're looking at it from the U.S. side. No, but uh, truly, uh, Oakland Hills, which I know is in your backyard, uh, a terrific venue. And um, uh, that was one where I think the the pairings, the importance of the pairings became more under the microscope because uh, I think there was a lot of uh, conversation about Tiger and Phil playing together back then. Look, one of it, it was going to happen. One of the American captains, at some point, was going to put Tiger and Mickelson together. It's going to happen. Uh, Hal had the fortitude to be the captain who did it. Did he know it was a gamble? Of course he knew it was a gamble. Was he willing to take the risk? Yeah, he was take, willing to take the risk. I, you know, I thought, and I still do believe, that you know, he, he knew how dangerous that could be, and it could backfire. But he was gambling that, hey, maybe these two guys will go off. One and two in the world, if I recall it, kind of were one and two in the world. Uh, send them off and let's get the party rolling. It didn't work out that way. Uh, and then things just went from bad to worse. But you got to give you got to give Sutton credit for at least trying it. Uh, it, backfired, it backfired, no, no doubt about it. But uh, I give him points for having the fortitude to say, yeah, I'm going to put these two guys together. Hey, Varton, it's Jeff Shane, uh, your colleague at PGATour.com. Um, yes, Jeff. <laughs> uh, speaking of pairings, when it came down to Tom Watson's decision last night, how much do you think his choices were based on who he can pair them with? A lot. I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think, I think Keegan Bradley has been a lock on this team for two years since his performance at uh, Medina with uh, Mickelson. I mean, I think that was an American team uh, from the get-go. I mean, that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Same with same with Webb Simpson, uh, you know, and, and Bubba. I mean, I think I think he definitely had to have that in mind, and I think that's the way they're going to go out. Uh, Mahan, uh, I, I think Mahan's strength is the fact that he is a very good match player, and I also think his strength is, that he drives the ball so well that when you put him out there in foursomes, he can pretty much put him with anybody uh, and let him, you know, uh, look at the holes, look at the numbers on the holes, and, and see that he drives the ball as many times as possible because uh, he, he's an excellent driver of the golf ball, as we all know. So uh, absolutely, Jeff. I mean, there's no question that he had pairings in mind when he made those picks. Yeah, I like the. Uh, it's kind of like the pod system that uh, Paul was using a few years ago. Uh, the captain, uh, Paul. Uh, Azinger. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, w- there are people that play together well, and obviously it wasn't Tiger and Phil. They did not. And I think it kind of opened up, a, you know, a glaring. Oh, I, I, think, I think Paul took a, a half a dozen psychology classes and brought in uh, some human resource people, and, and then he ended up writing a book on the whole thing, Varton. So well, there you go. Why, why is that? Why is that? And that is because Anthony Kim played so well. That is because uh, Kenny Perry played so well. That is because J.D. Holmes played so well. He had a bunch of guys play. Oh, even, you know, even Boo Weekly played very well that week. Jeff, um, uh, 
Justin Leonard, a guy who, you know, we haven't heard a lot about, he played very well that week. So when the players play well, uh, the captains look really good, and they write books and they sell books, you know. So I, I think it only just listen. In my book, it goes back. It goes back to the players. Uh, can, can the captain inspire? Absolutely. I think if any captain can inspire, it's it's Tom Watson. And then when they, you know, they when they did select him, I was all for that because I've I've had doubts for many years about you know the system of. Uh, picking captains who were, you know, 48, 49 years old because they were, quote, in touch, unquote, with the guys on the PGA Tour. That didn't make no sense. I mean, what do you have to do to be in touch? Tom Watson is in touch. He knows. Tom Watson can pick up the phone and call anybody and get the complete lowdown on any player on the PGA Tour, and it would be accurate. So I, I was never a big fan of the way they did it, and, and I think – because of the way they did it, they, they've missed a couple of guys who I think would have been, you know, brilliant captains. Larry Nelson, foremost, uh, and, and there are others. Just because they got to be 50 and 51, they couldn't be captain anymore. I, I didn't agree with that at all. Well, Vartan, um, we know you are somebody that does know. How many Ryder Cups have you covered, my friend? You know, you keep asking me these embarrassing questions, and they make me feel very old. I just had another birthday two days ago, and I don't want to be thinking about how many I covered and how old I am. Well, we'll, wish, we'll wish you a happy birthday, and um, I also will not nominate you as a birthday present for the Ice Bucket <laughs> Challenge tonight. All right, my go. friend? Good. That works. I like that. All that right. Works. As always, Martin Capellian, one of our favorite golf insiders. Check him out, PGATour.com, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks, Martin. My pleasure. Take care. You're listening to 740 The Game. We will be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so we're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B and our special guest, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. And uh, we're going to give a quick shout-out to one of our listeners and Golf Insider fans, William. Hey, William, who is uh, stuck on the side of the road Waiting for a tow truck. He was trying to get to uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge, Rich B. And um, don't guy. worry, William. Poor guy. Uh, we'll, we'll save some ice cold, uh, not ice, but maybe <laughs> some beverages well, for you. D- depending on how unhappy he is about the whole turn of events, he may need an ice bucket of his own. <laughs> That's right. We're countdown, countdown, Rich B. Oh, those tidy whiteies oh, are all geez. in a bunch. Oh my God, seven fifteen is the tea time, and uh, come join us over at Sam Sneeds. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, Jeff Shane, so nice to have you in the house tonight. Glad to be here. Uh, we know you showed up so that you wouldn't be nominated <laughs> later on this evening. So thank you for that. And uh, let's get your thoughts. You are. A uh, long, long-time writer in the golf business who's covered a number of Ryder Cups yourself. Um, you know, I, I do kind of feel that um, we're maybe the U.S. team is 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 not the underdogs that people think. I, I think, you know, that 
we're, we're, I think we've got, there's a lot in that redemption factor, especially after Medina, I was there, you know, it was just a crushing defeat and, you know, listening to these guys, I think it's very fresh. Wait, say that again. You were there? I was at Medina. The cooler. Holly, the cooler. They're still talking about it. You showed up and that team just cooled right off, Holly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not. Oh, I could. Oh, you're going to blame that on me too, huh, Rich B? You are a piece of work. But uh, I think that Europe is such a big favorite because they have four of the top five players in the world rankings. McElroy, Stenson, Garcia, Rose. Darn good foursome. And it'll be interesting to see how Paul McGinley utilizes them in in, in his ma- in his pairings because do you put some of them together and create a, a quote-unquote super pairing or do you keep them separate so that you've got all of that spread out and then who do you pair them with? But when you go from numbers 5 to 12, the American is higher ranked than his European counterpart. And so I think that's where, if paired together wisely, and if guys come to play, uh, the United States has, a, I think, a very good chance to pick up points, not from the marquee matchups, but from the rank and file, the, the worker bees, so to speak. All right, we've got about a minute left. BMW Championship, third leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, getting yourself into position, of course, the win for Chris Kirk vaulted him to the top of the FedEx Cup points. These wins are big because they're double the points, triple the points, five times the points. Five times the points. I need a whiteboard <laughs> to keep up with this stuff. But anyway, so it's it's crucial now. Uh, and, you know, the week after next, we're talking about $10 million bucks when they head to Atlanta. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. This is the only week where you actually cut more people than stay. 40 go home. Uh, 30 go to, go to the Tour Championship, and I love the fact that they move it around, the BMW Championship. They it, it alternates Chicago one year, outside Chicago another. We all know that Cherry Hills is a major championship golf course, and, and I'm really looking forward to see how these guys deal with it. All right, I'm going to go around the, around the mics real quick. Who's your pick, Rich? Yeah, I like the uh, uh, Ricky Fowler team. team. I am on team Ricky Fowler. Come on, Ricky, get it done. Jeff? Uh, mine, uh, mine one and two, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day. All right. Well, I'm going with yours then. I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have the last word. We're out of here. We got to head to Sam Sneeds and the Ice Bucket Challenge. Thanks for lifting, everyone, and we'll see you next week.